It's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy. Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products, alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Whether it's homecoming or brunch with the girls, add an exclamation point to the menu with the Bronx-owned Ghetto Gastro's waffle mix and syrup and slutty vegans' tasty dips. Even better, make it a party with fun games like Lyrically Correct and Culture Karaoke. Discover more ways to tap in with Black-owned or founded products for your next social gathering. And oh, by the way, did you know Target's bringing back the HBCU Design Challenge? A creative competition pairing HBCU students with Target mentors. Keep an eye out for Target Scholars as well, a scholastic program offering financial assistance and internship opportunities for HBCU students. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. You know what else Target is doing? They're sponsoring season two of Illuminating Intersectionality, hosted by myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia Robinson, and Fran of Hey Fran Hey. It's a three-part series, season two, that discusses intersectionality as Black women in different spaces. And in this particular season, we are covering what? HBCUs. Illuminating Intersectionality drops homecoming week. Make sure you listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before. Break free from the ordinary day-to-day with the help of Skittles Chewy Candy. Skittles is a must in my candy jar, movie snack, even my secret, so an afternoon pick-me-up. And I don't even care who knows it. Add a splash of joy to your day with Skittles. There's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds. Taste the rainbow. When I was young, me and mama had beef, 17 (laughs) years old, kicked out on the street. Though back in the time, never thought I'd see your face. Ain't no woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school and scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. I shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poorer than other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who think an elementary? Hey, I'd see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama caught me, put a whooper to my backside. And even as a crack theme, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You was you was always committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. Ain't no way I could pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You are appreciated. Lady. Lady. Go ahead, sister. Don't you know I'm you dear, a dear mama? mama. <laughs> Please no one above you. You are appreciated. <laughs> Oh, chaos. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. It's a special. It's a special day. It's a special episode. Yeah. Long awaited. Um, And we had the opportunity to sit down with our sisters, Fran and Crystal, and revisit. Remember the Daddy Lessons episode of yesteryear was some time ago. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it was many uh, moons ago. Many moons. And, uh, you know, folks been in the comments asking us to do one about mamas for quite some time. Eek! And so <laughs> it took a little doing, but we finally got it done. Yes, we did. Yes. yes we did. How are you um, doing, sister? I'm all right. Uh, we just came off the hills of mm. a lot of fucking work and mm. uh, not done. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, you also have more work <laughs> while you're doing work so that you still have to keep up with. So, you know, but it's nice to be back in a flow and, um, you know, make, I made dinner with Noah today. That was oh, a good time. Lovely. Good time. She made me promise her I would not start until she got home, which is far <laughs> too late to start dinner. But it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that she wants to cook with you. She does. She wants to cook with me. She wants to hang out with me. And I really take that uh, very seriously. And we'll talk more about that in this particular episode. For sure. But how are you? How are you before we get I'm into I'm well. Things? I haven't uh, any complaints. You know, it's like you said, it's a busy season, but we're moving through it. Ah, yes, And uh Yeah. Yeah, I had <laughs> I had therapy yesterday and actually talked a lot about this episode. Mm, how did that go? <laughs> Holy God. Okay, so listen, let's just get to it. Okay, yes. Yes, uh, let's get to I, it. I wanted I wanted to sort of preface, we're gonna get to the episode in just a second, but I hit Jade uh because after the episode, um the conversation has been sitting with me, mm. right? Yeah. Um, because we talked about our experiences of our mother-daughter relationships as daughters, right? And so there is this space where we have to hold uh, and honor, hold space for and honor the truth of our lived experience mm-hmm. um, while also negotiating, um, you know, our mother's humanity. Yes. Uh, and their con- the conditions that influenced the way that they mothered, right? Yes. Um, and so I wanted to make sure before we got into the meat of the conversation that I that I did everything that I could to convey to our listening audience that mm-hmm. you know we get real real truthful and transparent. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's power in healing in that. Uh, but I I also want to acknowledge and formally state, you know, how much I love, honor and respect my mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I grow into my own adulthood and womanhood, I often get new perspective about my mom mm-hmm. and her humanity, her womanhood, mm-hmm. um, the the hard things that she's had to negotiate and, you know. I just wanted to make sure that before we get into this episode and say things about the truth of our lived experiences as daughters, mm-hmm. that we just sort of set the record and make clear that this is not done in effort to disrespect or disparage or mm-hmm. dishonor our mothers or the relationships that we have with our mothers. Um I understand that, you know, we all doing the best we can. And I know that my mom did the very best that she could. And I'm ever grateful 
and appreciative of all the ways that she has showed up and sacrificed for mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to me and, and my brother and our raising. And, you know, she's not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's real. And uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to make everybody aware <laughs> and clear mm-hmm. that, you know, there will be some things that I say um, that may make my mom, you know, I, I, I just I just was conscious. I don't want to ever misrepresent her. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. I, too, if I'm, I don't feel the need to put too many disclaimers on things, but for this particular episode, I do want to. Um, and it's not a backpedaling or not uh, at all or not. a. It, the thing is, you can acknowledge a complicated relationship and also how much respect and love you have for somebody and honor yourself in the in the true dynamics of what that relationship is. And. Mm-hmm. Um, same as Kia, I have immense respect for my mother. Uh, immense respect. I think my mom is a bionic woman. You know yep. what I mean? But she's just flawed. And she, like Kia says, she did the best that she could with the circumstances she had and the knowledge that she had for the time. But this is a truthful episode um, in how some of those dynamics between the two of us have played out in the status of our relationship, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I think my mother is a fantastic mother. I think my mother is a fantastic grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that one day Noah has a safe Mm -hmm. place the same way that I have with my sisters Mm -hmm. to have honest conversations about our dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I hope that I can take these lessons and some of these realizations and the, the, the upgraded information that I have Yes. And use that to maybe shift some things in my relationship with Noah yes. that I wish I would have had in mind. But like Kia said, it's yes. no disrespect. I love mm-hmm. my mom immensely, but this was a very honest conversation among four sisters. Um, you guys are essentially sitting in the room with us. And so yeah. while some things may come off harsh or what have you, I'm sure this will resonate with somebody. I'm sure somebody else will listen to this and say, I'm so grateful for the type of relationship I have with my mother. Yes. But uh, we wanted you all to take this, you know, for for what it is. But we wanted to make sure that we were clear uh, about how we felt and where we stood. Absolutely. Um, (coughs) And so, you know, these sort of healing spaces, this radical honesty is, you know, something that, you know, we are privileged to have and we've Mm -hmm. built amongst our relationship and in our community and Mm -hmm. full recognition that, you know, our moms and women of prior generations have not always had these spaces. Right. Um, And so, you know, you know, when you know better, you do better when you have, have access to better, uh, you know, and this is just all for our hope to do better. Yeah. (laughs) This is all for our healing and edification and, and growth and refinement and, you know, this is not us getting on a high horse and pointing the finger or blame no, or anything no, no, like no, that. No, no, no. We know that things happened the way that they did. And I have no doubt that if things could have been better, they would have been better. But, you know, you know how it is. You know, yeah. Fran and Crystal and I talked a lot about what it was like growing up. Um, I mean, me and Fran talk a lot about what it was like growing up in a single parent home and our mom's 
you know, maybe not having full capacity to be for us, be there for us in the full ways that they wanted to because they only one person doing the very best that they could. And just so just that acknowledgement is something we wanted to be intentional about. And so we we offer this episode, um, you know, and ask that y'all respect the the uh, transparency for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um and hope that, you know, it will foster that kind of transparency and radical honesty in the discussions that you have with your sister circles and your good, good girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, as we try to work through some of the stuff that we've been through so that we don't have to go through it no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next the next youth them yeah. don't have to either. And again, that's not a slight. That's no. just that's just what it is. I hope. I would hope my grandmother didn't want my mother to go through the Great Depression. I would hope my mother would not want me to go, you know. So, you know, again, they did the best they could. But these are the honest conversations around our dynamics. And so um, we we introduce to you all. um, That's a good one. It's it's a good good conversation. We're talking about mothers. (laughs) Yes. Our beloved dear, our dear, dear mothers. Uh, So we, we hope and pray that it is as powerful uh, uh, a reflective tool as it has been for all of us. Absolutely. Um, And we're looking forward to the conversation that will come from us sort of, you know, letting y'all into our sister circle for a little while. Uh, But be nice to us. Be kind to us and our mothers. I'm not even going to say that because I know better (laughs) than that. I'm bringing that bullshit over here. (laughs) <laughs> but we love y'all. We hope you we enjoy. Do. We thank y'all for giving us a little space to be ourselves. And we look forward to catching up with you guys in in the comments and in future conversation. Um, but yeah, let's get to it, sis. All right. Your, this segment is brought to you by Target and Black Beyond Measure. It's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy. Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. And of course, Target is also sponsoring the new season of Illuminating Intersectionality, featuring myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia, and Fran of Hey Fran Hey. Bitch looking bad and got a stupid butt. If you see me and you trying to say what's up, Ski. it wanna fuck with me, then I might have a start. Ski. <laughs> Bitch looking bad and she got a stupid butt. <laughs> that's me. No, that's not how You're that goes. You're reading the lyrics, it's obvious. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So what? Bitch looking bad. I know the first time. She needs like, some reading glasses. Yeah, absolutely she right. held them out that's here. Some old shit. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You old <laughs> shit. And you can't see. Yeah. I don't know. Look, so go get Annie's glasses. I'm sure somebody is happy with that because yeah. and get I'm sure they loved that. I'm sure they loved that. Get Annie's glasses. People who don't know is if you see me and you're trying to see what's up, ski. He wanna fuck with me, then I'ma have him stuck. Ski. Bitch looking bad and got a stupid butt. Ski. Jewelry on your wrist. Fuck it. Hold it up. Ski. When I holler, ski. That means pull up. Ski. Cars tinted five and they fast as fuck. Ski. I'm looking good when I'm hopping out the truck. Ski. Where the hood niggas at? Get them bucks. <laughs> That's a much better song than I thought. It's an incredible song. 
And it's slowing down. Really Why women does it add a New Yorkian flow to oh. it? Women's in sort of. You, you did spoken word us. It's Thank really you. beautiful. It was very, actually very quite well. Congratulations. It's, it's just it's, the melody of no, my tone. Great. Thank you. The melody you. of my tone. It's, yep. the, it's the deepness of my voice. <laughs> oh. Yep, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown, everybody. Are. As you all heard, there are many voices on the microphone today. Correct. Because we are joined by our sisters. First and foremost, Kia's in the building. Hey, y'all. Y'all know I'm here all, you know, just doing my job. Time. <laughs> Working. But who else is in the building but Hey Franiqua? Hey. All right. Hey. And Crystal Jean Noble West. Oh, here she is. <laughs> here she is. Wow. Oh my gosh. Is she? 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 Yes. Wow. We've been waiting for this for a long time, ladies. We have. Well, how long ago did we do the. She's like 2017. Before the pandemic. I feel yeah. like it was 2017, 2018. All I know is before the pandemic it was and years after ago. the pandemic started. I did not know it was that long ago. Yeah, That's it was crazy. a Wait, long 2017? time ago. That's a I, long I feel time like ago. it was early. It wow. We started in 2017. I feel like it was in our first year. Was it? Yes. Wow. What a powerful episode to have in our first year. I think it was. And I can check ago? the record. I mean, I everything before 2020, I cannot blur. swear to. Right. <laughs> right. It's honestly a big raid <laughs> so, fog. Yeah. Blur. Well, how have you all been for the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Doing so, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing so 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 oh, bad. Oh yes, you said bad or good. I definitely said bad. Okay, that's and good. and that is how you sang. <laughs> so, thank you for reflecting. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> you better double down. Okay. Lock your knees. Face. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's cardboard coming from somewhere. Oh, okay. anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, we are back uh, to revisit. Uh, a very powerful, impactful conversation we had however many years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we came and sat around the kitchen table to discuss our relationships with our fathers. And many of the people jumped into the comments <laughs> and, did. you know, as they were talking about how much the episode resonated with them and how much they connected uh, to the content and to us through our conversation, there were also several requests for us to dig into uh, our relationships with our moms mm. as well. Mm. Yikes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Y'all are so nosy. It's all... <laughs> they are. Yes. They're very nosy. Um, <laughs> and black mother... Daughter dynamics My across Lord. the diaspora. We should. This should be like a PBS special. It really should. I feel it like should. it should be ongoing. There needs to be multiple people coming to build, the building. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, truly. Well, we're gonna start off with uh, just some a little background. Okay. You know, okay. You know, on on what your relationships were like growing up, where mm -hmm. they are now. You may share as little or as much yeah, as you like. Yeah, a little light trauma <laughs> <laughs> to start off the show. You know, we love that. Well, you want to start off with said like, is it have something happen in the pop culture that you care about? You want to no, warm up first. Who gives a shit? Okay. I was actually just thinking, you're in a very unique position here as the only mother mm. amongst us mm. who has a daughter, especially. Wow. So oh, you yeah. really know what it's like to have a black mother and be to a black be mother. Black to a mother. black daughter. Wow. Oh, so I'm goodness. very interested in hearing your insight. Yeah, yes. but well, we will get to that okay. throughout this episode. Okay, <laughs> looking forward I love to that. that. All right, let's dig. I guess into we'll start at a little bit back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What was y'all's relationship like with your mothers growing up? Tumultuous. 
Yes. Full of strife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the same time, she was my safest parent. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had this attachment to her that mm-hmm. I could not deny for my own safety. And at the same time, emotionally, she was quite neglectful. So mm-hmm. it was hard. Mm-hmm. But I loved her dearly and still do. Mm-hmm. And holding that balance is one of the greatest struggles of my life. <laughs> I think both can be true. Yeah. I mean, they the have to be. It, they have to be. Yeah. I think they can be. I yeah. think that's the work. Just knowing mm-hmm. how to hold complex emotions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honor both. Yeah. And honor both. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like both are very grace. true. Mm-hmm. Both are very real for me. Mm-hmm. So. What about you, Kia? If I, I was trying to think of a word, because uh, I feel like tumultuous uh resonates. Yes. But if I had to if I had to pick one word um with my mom, I f- okay, so a couple come to mind, but I would want to say that it was very um st- transaction structured. Mm. Okay. Mm. It was very like Got you, sis. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. it is task oriented. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was very like work um, staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have said that many times. Y'all heard me say that, but <laughs> I, I feel like my mom felt a responsibility to train me up to yeah be a certain way yeah uh, to uh, know certain things to have certain skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that was the the intention and the focus. We didn't just get around to nurture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough. That was second. There wasn't a lot of time for like. <laughs> and I yeah. say that you know, and we know, we know how I feel about Rondo. Okay, mm-hmm. like let's Absolutely. not play. Right. We don't play about. We're not playing about. We're not playing about. We're not playing about. We know that you know she was like Crystal. The, the parent I was closest to mm-hmm. um, and was much more connected to growing up. But I definitely felt that it was like business. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as I got older, I felt I, I saw more of her emotion, more of her humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very much about like, this is what we do. This is what needs to be done. This is how we exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we felt was not really priority discussion. It would come out, of course, every now and then, but we didn't stay there mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. When it came to feelings, it was like, oh, you need Kia. Oh, Kia has feelings. She needs to talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, let me sit and understand your feelings. It was like, let's get you. Need a counselor? I'm gonna send you. Oh, but to she one. was she was willing to go to a counselor. <clears throat> she was willing to send me to one. Okay. Was that like a school counselor or like no, a therapist? No. I struggled a lot when my father when my when my father uh left us mm-hmm. and like internalized that rejection and was very like sad. Mm-hmm. And she uh found me a child psychologist to help me to sort of process mm. that. Oh wow. It was very much like um cuz when I would get in trouble, it would always sort of come back to those feelings and I remember it being like, you know, we have to fix this because you acting out and it's impacting your mother and she stayed, he mm-hmm. left. So mm-hmm. let's treat her right. Mm-hmm. And so it became like, okay, we want to understand what was the source of me acting out or my misbehavior. Mm-hmm. And so that was what she sent me to a, a child psychologist. I was maybe like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a black man named Dr. Reese. <laughs> he was in Harlem. Wow. And she would drive me to the city like once a week 
to to see him for a period of time. Um, and there will be sessions where he met with her mm-hmm. and I met with her. Uh, when we met with him together, it was more, the conversation was not about our relationship. It was about my father. Mm. Right. So all that to say, it wasn't until I was older that I got to even see that she had human emotions mm-hmm. about, about mm-hmm. anything, really, because mm-hmm. it was very business. Mm-hmm. We have work to do. Yes. We have places to be. Mm-hmm. You have to live a certain kind of way. Um, and I understood, understand now that that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Even like when when my grandmother passed, when my brother passed, my mother gets in administrative mode. Mm-hmm. It's how she processes. Yes. And it's how she, you know, copes yeah. with mm-hmm. trauma. Yep. So it was just easier for her to focus on what needed to be done mm-hmm. as opposed to all that was going yeah. on. What she could control. Yeah. 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 And that's just, you know, that's her way. And it's, that's still her way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, that's just how it impacted our relationship. What about you, Frenniqua? <laughs> Growing up specifically, <laughs> what was your relationship like with you? Um, well, as a firstborn American in my family, first mm. generation born, I should say, my job was just to like stay as small as possible energetically mm-hmm. um, and be a bit of an emotional caretaker because my mom was just so tired mm. and overwhelmed and cleaning offices at night being like, Harassed sexually by the white men that work there, obviously. Who did the um, ones? Yeah, and then taking classes in the morning to learn English. Mm-hmm. You know, just like trying her best in a country that was foreign and wasn't the kindest. Um, but, you know, she was trying. And she was 17 when yeah. she came. Didn't have much family. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a lot that she had to try to make sense of and navigate. And then I came in the picture She's like, okay. <laughs> so my job was just to stay small mm-hmm. and be as quiet and out the way as possible so that when she got home, mm. I was the last thing that she had to deal with emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I was nurtured emotionally, but I had everything I needed as far as like food, clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't remember remember having any time Mm -hmm. to be honest um and I was with my grand grandma a lot but she's just like watching soap operas (laughs) you know (laughs) young and restless the story well no no. she was watching the what's his name What's old boy's name? Who? The very Gigante. There you go. Did your mama watch Young and the Restless? Girl, <laughs> Young and the Restless was so popular that when I was in elementary school, I was in the orchestra. I played the violin. Don't tell and me. And for our recital, we played the Young and Same. the Restless theme song. We played song. Days of That's Our Lives. That is very so funny. We played Days of Our Lives. I mean, it was a black elementary school. <laughs> we played Days so of Our yes, Lives. Yes, we did. We sure did. <laughs> we played so the Young yes. and the Restless theme song for our spring recital. My grandma was like eight years old. My grandma watched Young and the Restless, but she was really an As the World Turns girl. Okay. That is the Funniest thing. Me, mom, love Young and the Restless. But anyway, friend, <laughs> yes. I don't think you were done. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, yeah. So I guess if I had to ex- explain what our relationship was, it was me doing more of the emotional caretaking. I was very hypervigilant as a kid. Mm-hmm. When she would walk in, I had to get a sense of like, okay, 
what was her day today. like? Yeah, mm-hmm. and try to accommodate those feelings and whether it was making myself small or being like, what do you need? You know, just like mm-hmm. trying to figure out how my mm-hmm. mom could feel better. I feel like that was a lot of what I've always had to do mm-hmm. with my day as it pertained to my mom and I's relationship. Do you do you know as how, as early as you felt like that? I'd be lying if mm. I, I gave an age. Mm-hmm. But I know it was young mm-hmm. because I remember when my mom dropped me off to... Oh, no, she didn't drop me off. We were doing... Um, going to a school to see, like, you know, a public school about me going to pre-K or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And we did, like, a walkthrough. And she said I ran in and was trying to close the door. Oh. And she said she was so embarrassed. And the teacher was like, oh, it looks like she's ready. Like, like just let her stay. Bye. And my mom said she was like, oh, my God. Like, she was so mortified. But she said it was kind of funny in hindsight. Because right. I was just like, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> you got to go. Girl. Yeah. And the teacher was like, let her stay. I actually did wow. pre-K or kindergarten twice because of it. Because I was only like three. Okay. Whoa. But she just let me stay. Um, I guess the teacher was intuitive, too, you know? She was probably like, let me let this girl stay mm-hmm. here yeah. for wow. the fact that she reacted that way. Yeah. Um, wow. But that same teacher, when I came back, shout out to Ms. Glick. I'll never forget her. She actually talked to my mom about me being a very anxious child. Mm. She was like, she's so anxious about her work being perfect. Her coloring has to be perfect. And everything just always had to be mm. like, I was just so worried mm-hmm. all the time. And, make you know, and she just was like, you should... Look into that. Like, what's making her feel like she mm. has to be so perfect? And my mom felt terrible because she didn't know if she was creating a reward system mm-hmm. where, like, the only time she kind of mm. lightened up for me or was, like, oh, you know, telling me good things and affirming me is mm-hmm. when I was doing something good mm-hmm. or right. And mm-hmm. so it made me become a person that felt like I have to do that all the time in order to be rewarded mm-hmm. with love. Mm. And attention, and just even being seen and noticed, mm. yeah. and I'm still dealing with that as a 41 year old. Where like, I, you know, I, we talked about this. We lose mm-hmm. sleep over every mm-hmm. detail, and then I have to tell myself sometimes, "Girl, you don't it's have." Not that deep. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a podcast. It's okay. <laughs> it's not the nuclear Nobody's code. You know, yeah, ain't gonna heal nobody's cancer. You're gonna be okay. You know. And, and, and you're not going to get in trouble. It's you're not, not life get or in death, trouble. Right? Nobody can put you on punishment. Right. It's true. And mm-hmm. I, I have to give it to Kid Fury, too. Years ago, I was, like, panicking out the night of our first live show. Mm-hmm. And I remember he came up to me because I guess he could sense it. And he was like, Fran, all you got to do is sit out there and drink water and they'll be excited. Period. <laughs> <laughs> he we're... was like, just be, like, you don't have to do more than be you. And it, obviously he was being silly, but like, no, it, he, wasn't. he, was he doesn't realize how <laughs> affirming that was in that moment because I just, I get very overwhelmed and overstimulated mm, yeah. with just not being like perfect all the time. He said, friend, the manukers are ready. <laughs> All Point. you got to do is sit there. He Perched. said, just get out there and just be yeah. you. Like, yeah. you don't have to do much. I mean, based off that one Afropunk we went to oh, in that okay. lineup, we I was like, Fran could literally blow bubbles in her tea and these bitches would be hype. So anyway, <laughs> time, Jade, I would love to hear. what about you and your yes. mother? Yeah. Oh, don't very think we similar. Didn't, very don't similar, didn't actually. My mom was that. very critical. Mm. Uh, so, so 
and was always a very untrustworthy, uh, un- not untrustworthy. She was very distrustful. Yeah. Mm. So she, so everything was always like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. Yeah. So that creates another form of anxiety. Yes. And to the point where you don't feel, you don't, you don't have an honest relationship because you feel like every reaction to everything is going to be something. You're constantly mm-hmm. in defense mode. All the time. So yeah. that's against that the was, person you should be the safest with. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> so like, sorry. So <laughs> Sometimes like, the therapist no, just comes please. out. Yeah. We I need that. I'll be trying to stop it. No, no, no. Do not. I'll be trying to stop it. Please do not. No, no, no. Well, we're she asking just, you not especially to. Especially with Jade, because Jade is my little sister. Like, Aww. literally, she's my little Virgo, hellion <laughs> sister. And so... Constantly, I'm like fucking with Jay, but also trying to make sure Jade is good. Absolutely. No, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm maybe trying to make sure you good. No, I'm trying to make sure you good. Like, good, good. You know, everybody knows how I'm not good, but okay. you, it's different. Okay, okay, that's fair. She's like, bitch, you don't put nothing out there. Literally. <laughs> and so I'm just trying to make sure emotionally. And plus, you have a cancer daughter. I know that's tiring. <laughs> As a Virgo, I would be worn out. Yeah, and, and not only cancer, but her big three are water. Oh, yeah, she's a very Pisces, feeling. Cancer. Yes, and she's yep. a Scorpio rising like her auntie. Lots of feelings. So that's why we have so much fun. That was your assignment on Earth. Like, yeah. God, and I have what a, was the plan? <laughs> yes. You have feelings. a cancer and I have a cancer mother. <laughs> yes. So oh, yeah, we are really, we were really brought together. Ooh, wow. I feel, you know, I feel especially connected to all three of y'all. Y'all know mm-hmm. that. But that's my way with Jade. It's like our signs. Yeah. Everything is just so intersected. And it's true. Me and Noah are like best friends. Yeah, they are. And Jay just be like, take her. Yeah. And Noah be like, don't bring mommy. Yeah. <laughs> so, She'd be like, take me. <laughs> Nobody, how you ran and, and knocked that door. You're like, damn, bitch. <laughs> 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 It's never just us. <laughs> so, oh, okay. It's Glad you feel us. safe, you little heifer. But, right, exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, so I'm just saying that because, yeah. you know, Jade is my... My little baby sister that I have to protect, but also fuck with, but also protect more than anything <laughs> else. Like too. a true older yes, sister. Yeah, truly like an older <laughs> sister. I was thinking like, there's nobody like, I'll answer the phone and be like, hello, bitch. <laughs> and Jay would be like, hello, slut. <laughs> and, and it's all love. And this is, is how we speak to her. Right. This is how we talk to one another. So, but anyway. Or if she calls me at an hour that I she don't, I'll be like, you good? Or what, what's happening? <laughs> if I call at all, so, Jay yeah. will answer the phone because she can't what's believe wrong? that I'm calling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Somebody break it in your house and you come over <laughs> with that blicky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And you know I would. The leaves are turning, the weather is cooling, and you guessed it, honey. Pumpkin spiced, everything is in the air. Fall vibes are now vibing and trending. Whatever you're into this fall, you can find it at Walmart. Entertaining, gorgeous fall-inspired rose gold flatware will take that potluck up a notch. And greet your guests in style in an internally classic sweater dress with a bold red lip. Tailgating, homecomings, apple pickings, grab a chunky sweater and some Lux loafers for an elevated fall outing. Or pair that dark and moody floral print dress with a modern boot for the perfect low-key glam look for any fall occasion. Stay in for a cozy evening at home with a beautiful pillar and scented candles in warm and earthy colors, fleece blankets, velvet throat pillows, and the perfect at-home self-care from the beloved brands uh, like Elf, Kristen S., Bubble, Dossier, and Skin Proud. 
Whatever you're into this fall, it's now trending at Walmart. Head to the Walmart app to shop right now. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Anyway, you know, no, I know, but yes, yes my mother finish, was so, it was just very critical. It was very critical, and it and it always had me in defense mode all the time. And yes. then it also creates a um, it creates a relationship where it's not an honest relationship mm. because you feel like if you're gonna be fully honest and transparent, that it's always gonna ha- be met with some sort of repercussion. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I think that has she wasn't probably super physically affectionate. Mm-hmm. It was we weren't. We, I didn't. My father was affectionate, right. but my mother was not affectionate. And I don't, I don't know exactly. It's not. I wouldn't say she was not affectionate, but I wouldn't say she was affectionate. If that makes sense. Yeah. And people are like, did your mom hug you? I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure she hugged me. I care. Yeah. You know, <laughs> kiss on the cheek every now and again, and I love you, boo. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, she was not the most affectionate. But I also think she was busy and she was tired mm-hmm. and she was young. Yeah, and she had two kids by the time she was twenty three years old. So, wow. and she had a husband who was also a child. So, <laughs> you know, Damn. and in hindsight, knowing that now, I'm yeah. like, okay, you were tired. You doing the best you could. Yeah, and it was this very much what you said, Kia. As mm-hmm. far as like, we just got shit to do. We got yeah, we got to get things done. And moms make sacrifices that fathers don't, don't always. They yeah. don't. They don't. Sometimes just out of nature. And I'm sure yes. vice versa. There are mm-hmm. fathers that make sacrifices absolutely. that mothers don't even think about. Yeah, absolutely. But I But I there's a different way that mothers yes. think. Yes, because for most mothers, you grew this nigga inside of you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is just a connection mm-hmm. that the other parent will never be able to right. relate to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain there's a certain level of responsibility that birthing parents feel. Mm. Over the other parents, but that doesn't mean that it cannot be a significant relationship just as important as the other one. But, but, you know, it's also like at a certain level, we have to just acknowledge like, yo, I literally birthed this nigga into the world. Like came out to like we was living together, attached to one another for 10 months. Yes. Yes. So. Like she's both of us, but mm-hmm. she yeah. if we had to really For call sure. it, she's more me. For sure. Yes. Very <laughs> much so. And we'll always be there. <laughs> and she acts just like Jay. So uh, some of that Caribbean be coming through. I'm sure. Okay. I'm yeah. sure. But that doesn't yeah. mean that she don't act she's just like you. Slow like her father. Okay. Okay. She's oh, also right. a daddy's girl. Okay. She's very much yeah. a daddy's girl. Yeah. And I was too. And it actually took me getting older yeah. to see a lot of the sacrifices that my mother made when she was younger mm-hmm. because me and my dad were cool, yeah. but it was it was different. I was like, oh, you quit that job and came over here, mm. even though you weren't getting paid that much mm. because it was in closer proximity to us here mm. and like different things like that. And I'm like, my father was getting up and going to play basketball. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. you know, or going to work <laughs> or whatever the case is. So I, I recognize and can see her more on a human level, but yeah. I can absolutely but call out. But there was out. a cost. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I see... How that manifests itself now. Mm-hmm. What's you what's you all's current relationships with your mothers? 
I like the nobody, silence. you know, nobody jump at it. Jump, well, jump. Okay. <laughs> I will say it is changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It is changing. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, I'm thinking about all the things that, you know, this, what you, the point you just made around, you know, moms being like, you came out of me, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that sense of, I don't want to say ownership, but feeling like you are mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, and I don't fault her for this, mm-hmm. but I feel like my mom had an ID, ideal or a image in mind of who she thought I was going to become. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like, <gasps> when the real me differs from that ideal, mm-hmm. there's this, like, what are you doing? Like, you're messing this up. I'm like, mm-hmm. you are not behaving in the way that we have agreed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and... Um, mm-hmm. In my mind. In yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never articulated this, but mm-hmm. you know that this... I wasn't doing all of that for nothing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... As I am growing into the fullness of who I am, and there have been many times when that has been at odds with who she envisioned I would be. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like there's a distance that's that's growing um, between us. Mm-hmm. We're still close. We still communicate every day. We're still very involved and interested in each other's lives in a way. But, like, I still feel there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to explain, but I feel like if I had to pick a word of it's still full of love, it's mm-hmm. still full of respect, mm-hmm. it's still full of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also changing. And as I grow older and want to be who I am, mm-hmm. it's absolutely changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, actually. It's uh, So once upon a time, kids, there was this <laughs> site called Facebook. Your grandmother's a problem. <laughs> and um, I think this is the beginning of, you all tell your business too much. This is the beginning of those times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People will be in relationships and they'll put the status of those relationships on said oh, yes. page. They still with, do that, Jay. Oh, do they? You can still do that. I don't Facebook. So, with that being said, <laughs> my current saying. relationship with my mother, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, no, she did not yeah. Why are you so old? It was a I setup. mean, she literally... <laughs> uh, youngest and the oldest. <laughs> it's like she, she can't like, It was like a dad joke. <laughs> she smiled. She jigs. Like, yes. All right. Says, boom. Boom. <laughs> Jay Spirit okay, was born in 1974. She literally said, so once upon a time. So once upon a time. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Wait a minute. You like y'all, like to say, y'all like to say, y'all like to set up. Y'all like to set up. Uncle Jay becoming so through with that. So it's complicated. It's complicated. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, she wants to be closer, mm. and I want to be closer. Yeah. But but that that um, because of that dynamic growing up, it has created a space where I don't always feel the safest in sharing. Mm. all of my life with her so then she watched the life from the internet and it's the same thing as you Kia there's a sense of ownership mm-hmm. you'll always be my daughter mm-hmm. I'm always gonna be your mm-hmm. mother yes. and that is absolutely true not a, not a lie but that does not mean 
That right. has to look how you think that's supposed exactly to look. Exactly that. Yeah. You, you know? don't get to define that. That's you don't right. get to define mm-hmm. that. It doesn't give you autonomy mm-hmm. over what I got going on. It yes. doesn't give you an entitlement. Nope. Yes. And I would love to be able to, yeah, girl, I, I mean, she knows what I'm doing on a surface level. I'm the light of my mother. I'm mm-hmm. grown. But I don't, I don't go into detail with her. I don't find myself, yeah, Paul, you say you speak to your mother every day. I don't find myself speaking to my mother every day. Mm-hmm. But it makes me sad because I would like to speak to mm-hmm. my mother every day. I would like to not mm-hmm. groan mm-hmm. when she calls me. Oh, I don't man. do it every time. <laughs> but a lot you of know, times I do. Fair. And yeah. I love her. And I'm like, I it know. makes me sad because I say, you want to be closer to me, but you created this distance, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. What about you, Crystal Jean? What about me? <laughs> There's so many things about me, really, if you think about it. What's your current relationship with your mother, Juju B? <laughs> um, it is what it is. And I think that's really what it boils down to. I had to... When I look at my journey through therapy, first I had to go through that relationship that ended in that horrible domestic violence mm-hmm. situation. And that really did not take me very long to process, like six months at the most. And that was when I realized I had deep-seated issues about my father. Mm -hmm. And that took years Mm -hmm. to work through. And then once I got over that, I realized I had deep-seated issues about my mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those I am just now resolving. Um, Mm. And so I'm finally at a place of acceptance with my relationship with my mother she was a lot like Kia's and Jade's and honestly yours, friend. <laughs> like I, I'm listening to y'all talk One and I'm like, my mother, mother is all of these mothers. <laughs> yes, like yes. she is emotionally not um not really available. And yeah. motherhood was a duty she had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was very, like he has said, transactional. And it was like very much my job is to raise you into being a good girl mm-hmm. and the girl that I think you should be. Mm-hmm. And so, and she has said this to me. And mm-hmm. it's part of the reason why we have been able to maintain our relationship is because we've had a few like mm-hmm. super deep conversations where my mother has said like, I literally just thought I just got to raise this girl up mm-hmm. to be the best possible woman she can be like, and mm-hmm. that's all I need to be worried about. Is whatever that means. But what that meant was solely defined by other people. It was solely defined by what other people thought of her as a mother, as a Christian, as a black woman. And it had less to do with the happiness of her child. Yeah. Or herself. Or herself. <laughs> the or girls herself. are girly. <laughs> no, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because she wasn't tapped into what she needed first mm-hmm. and foremost. She couldn't be tapped into what I needed yeah. first and foremost. She yeah. had to be worried about other people's perception of us mm-hmm. over everything else. And so the older I got, the further apart we grew. And yeah, now it's just a matter of really accepting that that's how it is. And I love my mama so much. I really do. Like I said, especially compared to my <laughs> father, like it's like night and day. Like yeah, don't right. even be, no like, com- literally no don't even comparison. play with me. Yeah. Like I talk to her. Period. Yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. You don't talk to that nigga? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's Same. like, <laughs> it's literally like, you know, it's, it's complete opposites, but at the same time, like there was a lot of hurt there. Yeah. And when I needed my mama the most, she really rejected me emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I also That's have it. so many warm, beautiful memories yes. mm-hmm. that 
exists solely because of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm connected so much to her family because she realized, you know, I was born in Louisiana and I grew up there at first. Mm -hmm. That's where my father's family is. Mm -hmm. And my mother realized, oh, I need to take my children to, get, to where my family yeah. is mm -hmm. and not around these niggas. Because yeah. these Louisiana niggas is crazy. Mm -hmm. And they yes. was. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I hated to leave Louisiana... I look back and I'm like, she saved us. Mm -hmm. She saved us. My, first of all, there's like two and a half sober people on my daddy's side of the family, period. So two like, and a half, what is it, a baby? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, oh no. It would have been. So I look back. She's like, on, no, the babies are not sober either. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I said it. But my little cousins are sitting in the, oh, in the weed filled living yeah. room. Just yeah, like every, yeah. well, not everybody yeah, else's, well. maybe Jade's. <laughs> Wait. Jade's cousins. Y'all met my, you all met my cousins. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's a lot of like looking back on stuff like that. And um, I remember a few years ago, I asked her to write me my birth story. Mm. Um, mm. It was part of this workbook I was doing about processing childhood trauma and stuff. And so I asked her for that, thinking she would just email it. First of all, she bullshitted for so long. To the point where I had to continue to remind her, like, hey, girl, remember you said you would do this? Finally, she did it. She wrote it out. But she literally wrote it out on paper and insisted on mailing it to me. Come and I was on, like, snail mail. this could be here in right 30 now. seconds. <laughs> Not but, and so she, but, so she wrote it out. She sent it to me. It was incredibly devastating, honestly. And it gave me a whole other perspective of her as a person as a first time mother, like another level of empathy for her and empathy for myself because realizing like all my life, I've heard this birth story of like, you know, you were born and that was back in the day. They took the baby straight to the nursery mm -hmm. and then they came back and let everybody chill with their babies. And there was just one red baby with a ton of hair and mm. it was screeching and I said, dear God, don't let that be my child. Oh, wow. And then they wheel in the baby from hell. And it is me. Not you being Rosemary's baby. <laughs> and this is like the story I've She's, heard all my life. Okay. That will definitely take a toll on your spirit. Well, right? I, I had no idea. I was like, yeah, that's me. Okay. The child here no, to fuck it's everything not up. The <laughs> <laughs> no. But, I'm saying all this to say and being very long-winded to say, like, I love my mama. I would do anything for her. And I'm at a place of acceptance about the nature of our relationship. I wish that my mama was one of those best friend kind of mamas. Yeah. Oh, I man. cannot imagine yeah. how nice that must be. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. just not where we are and it's just not where she's capable of being. Mm -hmm. And so I accept it for as it is. And I love her for who she is. And I know that she loves me in her way. Yes. Like my mother does not actively try to hurt me. And when I talk to her about things that do hurt me, she's willing to apologize. Mm -hmm. And that's what I cannot say for my father. Mm -hmm. So as long as she's willing to be accountable in my life, she's welcome in my life. Mm. That's so, fair. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Mine is not always accountable. And that's when you be like, I'm not talking to her right yeah, now. Yeah, and I also have to put up boundaries. I'm yeah. like, okay, you bullshit me right now, lady. Yeah. So right. I'm putting you on ice. That's when you be like, all right, so hit me up when you got your sense back. And mm -hmm. then when she decides to get out of her ways, then she'll hit me up. But it's still not a full accountability because it's not an acknowledgement 
of why we wasn't talking for the last three weeks. They don't say the word. Right. They just like, act like, hi, Jade, I miss you. Yeah. Well, and we were at the studio the other day. Just, you know, just your mother calling you to see what you've been up to. Oh, and I'm Lord. like, you could have been seeing for the past three mm-hmm. weeks if you would have just said, I was acting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so I do wish we had that that best friend yeah. dynamic. And I know she wants to have that mm-hmm. now. That's that's the really sad part about it is that it's a desired relationship on both ends. And yeah. I'm sure somebody listening to this is like, okay, so what's the problem? Us too. It's them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot get to the point where they can be vulnerable with us. Mm-hmm. They're scared of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever mm-hmm. it is has nothing to do with us. Likely happened before we even got here. Absolutely. But there's something that's keeping them from really being real with us. Open it up. Yeah, and it absolutely. has nothing to do with us. Absolutely. Like we are the children in this situation. Mm-hmm. And so what it, whatever it is, I cannot force it out of my mama. Mm-hmm. If she's ever ready to talk about it, if she's ever really ready to be fully real with me, mm-hmm. then that'll happen. And some people have mamas who are like that. Mm-hmm. And my mama has had glimpses of that. She's had flashes. Like when I was growing up, she would always randomly, like maybe two or three times a year, she would pull me to the side and be like, don't ever marry a man like your father. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, heard you. <laughs> like, Bobby. Am I even going to marry a man? <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> like, I'm going to take it. We're going to like, don't even worry. <laughs> I, said, I see your proposition you and I raise you a dyke bin. <laughs> right? I was going to say that. And I'll raise you again. That's right. <laughs> how about I go full homosexual? Oh, my God. And we'll never worry about this again. I mean, not a discussion. <laughs> not a discussion. <laughs> that opened up, of course, a whole other area yeah. of discussion. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it is... What I don't is? know. You just kind of get to a point where it is what it is and you accept it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to. This is this is true. That is a good put a pin in that. Yeah. Renique, <laughs> what's your current relationship like with your mom? Um, I'll give her credit that she um, is acknowledging a lot. She listens to the friend zone. And she follows everything. Yes. Hi, Mom. I know you're <laughs> listening now. We love you, Big G. <laughs> um, one, and I one. think, right. Yeah, um, so I know she, she has listened to a lot of the things that I have been open about and mm-hmm. shared about my, like, mental health struggles and emotional struggles. Because as a kid, if you're not receiving that affirming and that type mm-hmm. of nourishing, like, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to have pretty big consequences Mm. um and i've done well for myself Mm -hmm. considering Mm -hmm. um but obviously there's a lot that is still not clicking for me as a human being developmental wise so she feels very guilty for that we've had conversations and she's been apologetic and you know that has been really helpful but i think when you have an emotionally unavailable parent that's not something that is just fixed because they apologize. Yeah, it almost feels exactly. like the damage was still done, yeah. and I'm glad we could talk about it, but I am okay with the fact that a part of me will always be sad mm-hmm. and always have a void. Mm-hmm. And I think the accepting for me is like um, having a relationship with that sadness and, mm. and being like, that's yes. just your life. That's just and what like, it is. That's yeah. just what it is. I'm not trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to quote unquote heal it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to accept that these are the cards I was dealt for whatever assignment I'm here for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because 
the paradox of it too is that mm. I'm also pretty dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what? you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, if that were if those were the ingredients to make this, mm-hmm. damn, mm-hmm. but also wow. Yeah. And that's very complex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's complex. I feel like that's complex, but like <laughs> it is. it's just where it's just life. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to have the best friend relationship with her. But that emotional aspect was missing for so long. Yeah. 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 That I don't know how to get that back or mm-hmm. if I can get that at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll call and we'll check in with each other. And, you know, if I'm in New York, obviously I'll I'll visit. But sometimes it does feel like it's more out of obligation mm-hmm. because that's my parent. Mm-hmm. Um than like a genuine thing that we have where we just like are drawn to each other. Yeah. I think we mutually feel obligated to just make sure that the other person is good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's where we're at. You said something mm-hmm. that I think mm-hmm. I don't know, it really resonated with me. I think it resonated with a lot of people and that uh the mo- when you said the emotional connection was gone for so long. Remember I said that it was very business and yep. there was not a lot of nurture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like we were raised up in this way of like, you know, you they want to make us right, good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at, at what cost? It makes me think of like now we're older. They see that they've a- achieved making us really good, dope people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want to mm-hmm. be our friends. Mm-hmm. And so they just start. One day. <laughs> That's really it. I feel like my mama, like, just one day was like, mm-hmm. hey, girl. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, we don't do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. What you talk about? That's so true. Yes. Like, we don't, we don't do... Like, that my mom said, like... for me, but I can only imagine. It's very much like... I remember one time, actually, shortly after Brian passed, we had a conversation. She talked about how, like, neither me nor Brian talked to her about who we were dating. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, <laughs> she was just like, um, it was just, you think it was odd? I mean, my brother had told me about people he was dating, but like, she just sort of took, like, he wasn't dating. And she was like, wasn't it odd that, you know, don't you think we would have, we would have met somebody? I was like, I, I met somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, you know, I just had to warm her up to the idea yeah. that like, both of us received signals and the message that you yeah. weren't interested in that part yeah. of yes. who we were. Exactly. And so it, we never felt like you cared or that mm-hmm. it would be something you would be interested in knowing. Yeah. And she was like, I would love to know. And I had to tell her, like, we don't do that. We've never done that. Yeah. So it feels weird. It yeah. does. Even when you ju- Yeah. When me, you just yeah. out of nowhere would be like, so what's up? I was. No, I don't how, I don't know. I literally don't know what that. I have like, no idea. If your colleague oh. that you worked with for however many years, mm-hmm. yeah, and y'all had a very hey girl, hey girl relationship, and then one they day go for drinks. was just yeah. like, so I'm getting a divorce. You would be like, um, how is this my business? I'm Did sorry. You, you needed to really <laughs> look this up right now. Huh? <laughs> and I, I think too, 
as I've gotten older, because obviously, you know, you get to that point where your parents are no longer just your parents. Mm-hmm. We start seeing them as people. people. Mm-hmm. And so understanding my mom's story and and not necessarily justifying her actions, but having empathy for a lot of her decision making, yes. yeah. um, especially yeah. as I, now I'm older and a woman and I'm like, oh, OK, I can oh, see sure. the certain sacrifices and decisions like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the hard part is. Like, now she's retired, so she doesn't have the weight of, like, she's not in survival mode. Mm -hmm. Now she's just, like, neutral, calm. So there's the sadness I kind of feel because I know that I feel that my mom and I, I'm, like, getting emotional. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could have had that Mm -hmm. if she had the space to exist, you know? Mm -hmm. So it makes me sad that we're at the point now where it's, like... I don't know. I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, she tried, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's like, I want to be the daughter that, like, calls, but it's just hard because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I'm 41 at this point. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You don't want to say the damage is done, but, like, damn, how do you fix that? It's it, it it's very, it's very complicated yeah. because my, I know a lot of my mom's pressure like my mom there's a big she's got something around sex and i don't know exactly what it is thank you i do i know some of what it is but i know a lot of it is is a lot of trauma from her own and i think multi-layer trauma and so there was always there was always this sense around what are you doing are you touching are you doing that are you all the time to the point where you don't even, you're not even, you like, I don't even want to. scared. And you don't want to share nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember when I had. And it makes you sneaky. It makes you sneaky. Because mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm anxious, not sharing. Like anxious, all yeah. Anxious Nervous all the time. And then, you, Crystal, you brought up earlier asking me about, about me being a mother and being yes. the only black mother here. Yes. You don't realize how much that shit comes up until you are a mother yourself. Yeah. And even when you don't agree with that behavior, you... You you find yourself exhibiting that same behavior, mm-hmm. and I have to actively mm-hmm. be like, "This is crazy," yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't like feeling like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want my child to feel like that. Right. And I know she does. I, she won't deal with her shit. That's the problem. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is hard. I was yeah. telling Crystal last night, like when you're trying to work on your stuff and you're trying to develop tools and perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to then work with someone who is not developing tools, not developing language, mm-hmm. not uh, sort of doing that work. It's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's only so much you can do. Right. Yep. Because right. you cannot not do it. meeting you halfway. Yeah. Yeah. That's where acceptance really comes yeah. in. If you're interested in maintaining the relationship, acceptance of where it is and abandoning as much hope, active hope as possible that it will improve. Absolutely. It's so important. Like there is a part of me I know deep down that will hold out hope until the day she dies or I die, <laughs> right. that things will improve with me and my mama. But the other 99% of me is fine with where we are. Like we are fully at peace mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot. Like it takes, because you have to, you have to grow within yourself to not only have the empathy for your mother, for all the, the things yeah. she had to face that you don't know about, Absolutely. that you do know about, mm-hmm. how hard life was for her. Absolutely. Just being real. You know, my mama was born in the 1950s. Mm. 
I cannot fathom. I would probably be just as fucked up. Same. Right. So, right. so there's a certain amount of like, you have to be empathic. You have to be open to that. And you have to allow for how much you didn't deserve to be hurt like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You didn't deserve to be abused or neglected like that. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be seen and understood and not punished for having feelings or being human. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, Kia and I, if if we're not the same, then mm-hmm. we're different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Like we have our upbringings. It's like she's the northern version of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's like that movie Big where it's like <laughs> that's my favorite. That's Arnold my favorite Schwarzenegger movie? and... Oh, wait, that's not the movie I was thinking. Of. Was no, not big. Was it? The, the twin oh. one. Twins. Where it's Arnold it? Schwarzenegger oh, and yeah, Danny DeVito. DeVito. And I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> and we, I did not realize that's what you were going yes. with. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh like, Kia is that version of me. Most and I've had true. that perfectionist mother who, like, she had this image of the perfect Christian daughter in her mm. head. And that's who I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And when she realized... Oh no. She's a lesbian. <laughs> what? This nigga's crazy. <laughs> okay, I don't think lesbian was what she thought. Uh-huh. But she knew for she said I could tell you were a special child and I didn't know how to raise a child, period, much less one like you. Mm-hmm. She said that to me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, she didn't know what to do with me from the beginning. Like I was literally sent here to you fuck shit up. You intimidated her. Absolutely. As a child. And she said that to me so many <laughs> wow. times over my mm. life. Like I remember when she was, oh God, I'm going to put it out there anyway. If she hear it, oh well. When she was divorcing my father, finally, when mm-hmm. I was in like my late 20s, so too late to make a difference mm-hmm. for me. I was telling her, well, first thing you need to do is put that nigga on child support for Adam, my little yeah. brother. I'm like, first things first. Yeah. Get that, let's take that fucking check. Get that just support too. First things first. Yeah. Right. And back, like, get your shit. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm just, Crystal, I'm just not as strong as you. Mm. Goodness. And I said, that is a goddamn shame. Because if this was my child, the swiftness with which I would have taken that nigga no, and gotten my fucking ducats. Like, he's a university professor. Right. You can get your money. Oh, they're going, they're going. He's they're not gonna... working odd jobs under Mm-mm. the table. This no. nigga has a fucking law degree. Yeah. Mm-mm. Get your fucking money. Mm-hmm. But she would say things like that to me all the time. Like, you can just do things like that. I can't do it. And I'm like, I will go garnish that check so quick. Listen, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Take his shit. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of him for what? He wasn't mindful of you. So let me ask you a question. Girl, Where do you think you got that from then? You think that's just your what's in your I, in I think your, this is honestly, honestly. I think I was sent here to be the disruptor. Mm. Like, I think I was sent here to be the cycle breaker. I really Mm. do. Mm -hmm. Because the women on both sides of my family, even though one side is more toxic Mm -hmm. than the other, Mm -hmm. all of them are male oriented. Mm. Even if they don't let men take advantage of them, men are their priority. Mm. And... I'm simply not like that. So I'm, I can't say that there's any one person in my family that I can look to and be like, 
this was my guide for going road. Like I have my uncle who's a professor in Oregon that Fran has a crush on, even though he's like 80. <laughs> Fran got a crush on my dad too. It's fine. <laughs> so he's Fran like, loves like, a crush. He's like, I love a crush. I love a crush. <laughs> she does. So he's like the only vegetarian in the family. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's my uncle. He, yeah. he went and did something crazy. He stopped mm-hmm. eating meat. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in my family would ever. So it's like, it's stuff like that. But <laughs> I really think, yeah, because, and, and part of it is like, as much as my mother wasn't prepared to support me and raising me the way I would have needed, like the optimal way for me, she did have those random flashes of warning me, like, don't be like me. Mm. She had those random moments mm. of like, don't be like mama, do something different. Mm. And then every other time she would back up her regular bullshit. So it was like you looked forward to those random moments when she was real with you. Mm-hmm. And those really kind of mm-hmm. guided me on my rebel way. I was like, you're <laughs> mad at me, but also you wish you were me. Right. And we both know that. And I, And I'm... And I don't know your mom, so I don't definitely don't want to speak on how she feels. But mm-hmm. I imagine that that is who she wants to be, who she really is at mm-hmm. her core. But yep. maybe the programming from her own mom yeah, and true. God knows what she's yeah, been right. through. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah. she sees you. It's probably complex because she's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> but like, also, I'm proud no. of this little girl. Right. Like, wow, what are you doing? Yeah, oh. and I'm sure yeah. that's complex because yeah. she's probably really deeply proud. Well, the more successful I am, I think the less complicated she gets about it. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's always weird. helps. I can relate <laughs> to that. She sees the benefits. Yes. yes. Yeah. She's like, truly, I thought you needed yeah. to go to law school. But now I'm but thinking, alas. perhaps you're just fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Similarly, yeah. I think yeah. it would like, you know, when you get your sh- stuff together, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like they'd be like, well, I guess it's working. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I got my job, when I got my job, it was just like, well, oh, yeah. all right. Because like, <laughs> I remember they asked me, like, I remember I told you my grandfather was like, they know you look like this? <laughs> yes. Mark Dina. That's real too. <laughs> They was like, do he they said, know? It's final, final. He was like, yeah. they've seen you. <laughs> and then a grandmother backed it up with, they they know your hair looks like that. They've seen you. Like, no. <laughs> yes. Literally, like you said, they've seen they've you. They seen know me, what you. And this is what they're And they've me. still yes. offered you this position. They did. Sure did. They did. And, and they'd the be like, well, I'm that girl. I was like, all right. And maybe I deviated <laughs> from the plan y'all had for me, but I found out what worked I mean, for me. I mean, it came together. Yeah, and if you want to be a part of my life, you have to acknowledge. That ultimately it is my life mm-hmm. and y'all can guide or be the foundation as much as you, as you want to, but you have to respect I where decisions. I am for myself. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to, or you can't be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's that time of year again to bring the HBCU energy. Target has you covered from a range of black owned or founded products alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Whether it's homecoming or brunch with the girls, add an exclamation point to the menu with the Bronx-owned Ghetto Gastro's waffle mix and syrup and slutty vegans tasty dips. Even better, make it a party with fun games like Lyrically Correct and Culture Karaoke. Discover more ways to tap in with Black-owned or founded products for your next social gathering. And oh, by the way, did you know Target's bringing back the HBCU Design Challenge? A creative competition pairing HBCU students with Target mentors. Keep an eye out for Target Scholars as well, a scholastic program offering financial assistance and internship opportunities for HBCU students. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure.
You know what else Target is doing? They're sponsoring season two of Illuminating Intersectionality, hosted by myself, Chef Jade, Dr. Takia Robinson, and friend of Hey Friend Hey. It's a three-part series, season two, that discusses intersectionality as Black women in different spaces. And in this particular season, we are covering what? HBCUs. Episode one focuses on illuminating Black women scholars and the scholarly contributions of Black women at HBCUs. Episode two focuses on exploring intersecting identities in predominantly Black spaces, where Fran talks about the foreign-born experience and HBCUs and how we can unify as the diaspora. And episode three, hosted by your girl, explores cultural expression and the HBCU experience through the legacy of food and culture. Illuminating intersectionality drops homecoming week. Make sure you listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Kia, you just brought up, when you brought up about them asking you about the job, they know you look like that. <laughs> I know you've had some some complicated feelings from your family around your hair mm-hmm. and appearance. Can mm-hmm. we talk a little bit about, about that? I told the story a couple, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Like when I first, first cut my hair off really short, my mom said, I never thought that you would be someone who would do something like that. And I was like, like what? Like, right. like, like that. Like, um, and, you know, you get messages. So I would have a conversation with one of my aunts or, you know, my grandma would mention something. And so I started putting together this. It was like, you know, they never thought that I would be the kind of person that would cut my hair short but dye blonde. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's the lashes, it's the earrings, it's the nails, it's the... You know, I never thought, I, they thought that I would be more conservative, more mm-hmm. straight-laced. Yep. Um, because, you know, on paper, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you look the part is what the message message was. And, and um, I think what's hard about that is there are times when I feel like my mom could speak up for me or like, you know, mm-hmm. but she hasn't yeah. um, because she's still bought into that programming that Fran was talking about. Um, and so one of the thought starters I was looking at before you asked me this was like, how has this, your relationship with your mom impacted how you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, if I had to put all of that together, Kind of like Crystal, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little disruptor happening Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> over here, too. I recognize that my life and the way that I live it is teaching people who ha- had never imagined the possibility Yes. that, you know, we would get as far to have the kind of autonomy to make these decisions. Yes. Mm-hmm. They could not have dreamed this for us. Mm-mm. And uh, that informs how I 
have seen myself. Mm. Um, you know, throughout, like, I, that, I see how that in, impacted me and how I saw myself in high school. And I see how that has influenced how it's impacted me even now. I I just wish, I don't know, I want to know what y'all think, like, you know, how has this relationship influenced or, you know, how you, how you see yourself? Because I feel like I'm still figuring it out. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think we always okay. will. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Works. I think my mother's still figuring out how she feels about herself. I think yeah. they, I think, yep. That is a and ongoing. About you. And, oh, and just, I know how she feels always. about me. <laughs> <laughs> always. I think uh, she. I, it's funny because my mom. There's certain things she don't like about me, um, and there's many things that she loves about me. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, and I think that's fair. Yeah. You're still human. You're yeah. still a human yeah. being. But the things she don't like are the things she can't control, uh, or because of Which respectability is politics. Right. She can't control anything about you. No, and I think that drives her nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's always dr- driven her nuts. Yeah. And it always will. But she's always going to have an opinion on everything, all the time. <laughs> you know, and she projects it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she won't say, Jade, you got blunt lips. But she'll be like, that girl you hang out with has blunt lips because, you know, and I'm like, mm, does she actually? Um, I was like, and is that something you really want to just say to me? And like, <laughs> She's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she does. Come on, she better go around the mulberry bush. She does. She goes around it. But I'm like, this is how you feel about me. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think it, you know, wow. I'm like, you don't like the level of free that's yeah. there. And I think it's a combination of I don't like it because I think that your soul is damned for eternity. <laughs> work. I don't like it Yikes. because it doesn't, it, to to my respectability politics, it doesn't make sense. And I don't like it because I wish I could be. Yeah, I, I want to do it and free. I can't. Yeah. 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 I want to do it and I can't. I can. definitely yeah. feel like it's a combo of all of that. Yep. And I don't think she realizes that yep. mm-hmm. it in her mind it's all about my eternal my eternal life oh wow yeah oh yeah what she's deep in it oh my wow. behavior i am the hell hellion heathen oh, yeah. like, <laughs> i mean you are a heathen but when i say it i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> i mean and i but i love heathen i don't feel yeah. i don't take offense i to don't it. mean hellbound mm. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't mean hellbound. That might be hellbound. That's yeah. tough too. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot yeah. of pressure. It a is. different type of pressure yeah. as well. Have you guys? Um, do you have any? Any? Has your mother projected any perceptions of yourself onto you? <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> I think when I cut my father off, mm-hmm. she realized I was a different kind of bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in that moment, our relationship really shifted. It's a pivotal moment. Mm. And like she was, so she was, she wasn't present when we were having the conversation. But after he left, you know, I came back in the house. She was there with my auntie and she came and talked to me, you know, in the aftermath of that moment. So she was there and she mm. was very supportive of me and all this. But I think she realized like, like this daughter that I could not contain, she's doing some shit I could not have fathomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And since then, it's been very much like, whatever you think is best for you, I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause she know you ain't yeah, playing. Yeah, because she knows, mm-hmm. literally, don't play with me. Mm-hmm. Because if I can cut that nigga off, mm-hmm. 
then where's my limit? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I think very much it's been like, I've noticed the shift. If she was like this when I was growing up, I can't even imagine. But now it's just very much like, even if she doesn't understand what I'm thinking or if she doesn't necessarily agree with it, she's much more willing to listen to what I have to say and actually respond to it instead of trying to make me feel the way she feels. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> it is nice because that means we have... 99% fewer beefs than we used to. Mm -hmm. Like, we used to constantly be at it. Like, I'm constantly just not even talking to my mama because she didn't got on my nerves about something. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like, you know, if I really need to say something to her, I feel fully free to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's because she has adapted. And I think that's because she's seen that if she does not adapt, there will be consequences. Then she will, there, there will be consequences and they will be swift. Mm. Mm. And, right? I, and I will mean it. Yeah. 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 Mm. So there's a certain amount of like you're never really gonna share power with your mother. There's always an inherent mm -hmm. imbalance in the power dynamic there. Like she will always be your mother. You will always be the yeah. offspring. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain amount of reclaiming your autonomy as an adult that reminds them, like, oh, this person's presence in my life is up to them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How have you been able to instill your boundaries, Kia, like that? I know not. I'm not still like very that, much cause... working on it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, sis, you got a lot going on. I do. I'm still very much working on it. It's mm -hmm. not something. Uh, you know, I'm empathetic. I'm, I have empathy to my mother. I recognize what she's been through, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I care very much for her. So, it's hard for me to do things that I know will hurt her. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find um, space where I can honor both of those things that are true. The fact that I can and should make my own decisions, mm -hmm. but will want to be there for her. Mm -hmm. She's lost a lot. Yeah. yeah. But you have lost those same things. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes that hurt that they feel is hurt over how they feel about our personal decisions. Right. I've had to rec I've had I'm still reconciling with a lot of that too. Yeah. A lot of it. Fran, you're really good at keeping your boundaries. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how have you been able to do that? Um, well I guess the first question you asked was about the oh, yes. I guess self concept if she's um affected that in any way she's not really bothered me much about because I was just always such a funky kid she's mm -hmm. just like <laughs> she never bothered me about like you know if I should be male-centered or how I dress I think she kind of peeped early like this kid is just gonna go her own way mm -hmm. um but I will say because of the um emotional unavailability it made me be cold in relationships, and she found that cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like really? she thought it was yeah. really cool. <laughs> and her and my grandmother used to like affirm that. They'd be like, fuck these dudes. <laughs> yeah, and so there was this level, like I would be treating people the that were realness. like really nice guys that were cool, <clears throat> and then some weren't cool. Mm -hmm. But I just always had this thing of, 
it's going to be you crying before it's going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I was moving through the world <laughs> like that. And the weird thing is a lot of the men that I called in, mm-hmm. it's like because of their anxious attachment and my avoidant attachment, it was just like Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it programmed me to think, oh, this is how you should treat men. Mm-hmm. And like this works. This dynamic makes them want you more. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't have an understanding of like the intricate things that were happening with like trauma playing with each other, you know? Yeah. And interesting. Yeah, so it made it hard for me to connect in relationships. Um so I think that's probably the only way that I'll say as an adult. But as far as like appearance or any of those things, that that wasn't ever really our thing. So for boundaries. I can't say I've ever really needed any. Mm-hmm. Um, even being a creative, which is shocking, because immigrant parents—they don't—they're not—they're like doctor, lawyer, engineer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But I think I got lucky in that sense because she saw I was like an artsy kid mm-hmm. from young, and mm-hmm. I think she was just like, "I'm not even gonna try." To make this kid go otherwise. The only thing she did kind of push for was like, you have to go to college. Okay. You know, like things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like education yeah. for mm-hmm. her was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that's coming from her being like, I'd mm-hmm. sacrificed all these things mm-hmm. to come to this country, mm-hmm. learn the yeah. language, you know, to put you in position. Mm-hmm. So at least do me the solid of being in position. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I feel like that was probably the only guilt and pressure that I felt was making sure that, like, she got her money's worth mm-hmm. <laughs> and her mm-hmm. lifetime's worth. Um, but as far as boundaries, um, because we're not as close, I can't even say that I really need any. My mother does not have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> she don't have any. She says what she wants when she wants. Yeah. And I've had to. It's funny because I have my father, I was telling you all the other mm-hmm. day, as a sounding board sometimes. To be like, you oh, need yeah. to instill your boundaries with yeah. your mother because that's so she cool. Keep yeah, we doing all were just like, wow, yeah, you imagine like, that. Wow, yeah, having a dad. Because <laughs> sometimes so she'd be cool. wild. like, wow, <laughs> a, a dad. <laughs> How do you pronounce D A D? Say more about this. What is this fascinating concept? What does it do? What does a dad do? I'm very happy to have my dad. I'm very grateful to have my dad as a mm. processing partner at times. Mm. But he got his shit too. I mean, he's a tourist. Well, that's real. Right. He's a tourist. <laughs> he's a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Chief so, amongst this list of traits. There are. I mean, you said he would get up and go play basketball. And he now. Now we'll say, be like, I have kids or doing what I want to like, do. Um, <laughs> you like, you want to come with me? Do. To the court? <laughs> sure, I mean, with you. <laughs> and he regrets that now. Mm-hmm. I think a lot. Um, my, my parents both operate a lot off of regret, but especially my mother. Oh, uh, and and some of that regret is things that she regrets that she did younger, like before she had children. Right. And oh, really? so she's very, very. Uh, I don't want to call it hovering. But nosy, mm. nosy and intrusive. She's she she's consumed with things she cannot control, and it could be that she's internalizing shame that doesn't really belong to her. Because mm-hmm. depending on how young she was when it happened, it's likely not because of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because of some 
mm-hmm. body who knew better and was mm-hmm. taking advantage of the mm-hmm. the differential in power dynamics there. That's so, part of it. Like, sure. I really feel like that's part of it with my mama, too. Like, mm-hmm. part of it is stuff that she'll never tell me or anybody probably mm-hmm. other than my aunties. Yeah. And it's like, they not allowed to tell me unless she die. Mm. I, I, I would literally would not be surprised if my mother passed away and my aunties are like, here's all the things that mm. she told us that sh- we couldn't tell her. Into. Like, I would not be surprised is, at all. That's so real. Because a lot of, there were, um, and obviously I can't get into too much mm. detail, but yeah. uh, because of my mom's um, not being home and just things of that nature, mm. I was exposed to a lot of things that mm-hmm. caused extreme harm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to her about him and she was like, which she explained later, but in the t- at the time, I remember her being almost cold about me explaining the yeah. harm I had endured and just different things I had experienced at the hands of her just not being home and me being around certain people. And... Now, as in, when we talk about it now, she says that it was her biggest fear for me to ever be in harm's mm-hmm. way. And when it happened and I told her, she said that she felt like such a failure. And she always thought my child never experienced certain things that she says she experienced pretty much her whole life. Yeah. And her moving was in hopes of me not having to experience certain things, moving away from her family, everything. So she said the days that I would tell her these things, she was like, it was like an internal crisis, but externally, she was trying to to keep keep it together together. because it was this idea of I'm all this kid has, this kid is all I have, and I failed. Yeah, she lost And she said she didn't mm-hmm. have... Yeah, she's like, I completely froze. Mm-hmm. But how I perceived it was, damn, she don't even care. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because I had spent all those years thinking that she didn't care. And it took us like maybe five years ago mm-hmm. for her to be like, not only did I care, mm-hmm. but I was destroyed. Yeah. And did not know how to mm-hmm. just tell you that in the moment. Like, yeah. I'm sorry you experienced that. And maybe even sit with you about... The things that I experienced and we process it together and what help do you yeah. need? And she just made a lot of decisions being avoidant, mm-hmm. you know, of like, um, I don't have the tools for this. So let me just do what I know to do best, which yeah. is like just work. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and it, and it's like, oh <laughs> cause I did I, I like so much harm was caused in both ways, what I experienced mm-hmm. and then not having my protector. Yeah. yeah. To be there. And then my dad wasn't there. And so it just made, I remember being a kid and just feeling so alienated mm-hmm. from like love. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and care and I protection. And yeah. Know. And it's just, yep. so it's, it's, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you Mine know they dealt with some shit that have made, had turned absolutely. them so cold. But mm-hmm. you know that as an adult, Mm-hmm. As a child, your ego is developmentally appropriate to yeah. your experience here on earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is that your parents define the world and its rules for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's their job to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to, it's like whatever you experience as a young person, you have to honor that because that's genuinely where you were. Mm-hmm. And now you're an adult, you have an adult's perception. You can take other things into consideration, but you have to honor the fact that you were failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can understand why it happened mm-hmm. and still accept that it happened. Right. And that's like, it's it's difficult to do and it's painful work and like, 
I'm hearing Fran talk about this and I'm thinking about how, like, for me, it wasn't of that same nature. But emotionally, I was completely abandoned by the time I was 11 or 12 years old. Completely. To the point where I don't even know if I've ever, like, told this story publicly. But when I started my period, I did not tell my mother. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I took care of it myself. Really? I saved my lunch money and bought pads. I ah. taught myself how to insert a tampon. Reading the directions. I just want y'all to know they're very handy. <laughs> she loves the directions. The directions are right there. They don't this always make sense. This is in the Virgo child. I, like, right. I, too, appreciate directions. So I, I, I literally did not mm-hmm. tell her. And it took until mm-hmm. I was probably 12 mm-hmm. when I started my period. And when I was 17, she was like, I'm taking you to the doctor because you haven't started your period You're yet. You're kidding. Crystal. No, I'm not. 12 I am to not 17. Yes. She never knew. And she, she was never like, knew. I'm going to take you to the doctor because you still haven't started your period. And I said, oh, girl, I got that in eighth grade. What do you mean? I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I can take care of myself. <laughs> like, it was very much that. Yes. That is how alone I felt mm-hmm. at such a young age. And that was because my father had made it clear he was not a safe space. And my mother was only a safe space sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And the older I got the less patience she had for me and my feelings. Mm. It was like, girl, you too old to be this sensitive. You know how these people are. (laughs) At this point, you need to straighten up. Like, why are you still coming crying to me? You're not a little girl no more. (laughs) Like, they're not supposed to be hurting your feelings no more. At this point, you're supposed to be over it. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I can say, oh, because at this point, you had to be over it. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And so you was just giving to me what was given to you with no thought at all about what kind of impact that had. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really feel like it, part of my job here is to take everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. Honor the sacrifices of my mother. Absolutely. Honor the sacrifices of my young, innocent self who didn't deserve none of this. Right. <laughs> didn't even ask to be here. And be do the right. And do the best I can going forward with all of that together. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's it's. It's crazy because I was taught to be a perfectionist. And if it's not 100% good, it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's like the lesson of my life is accepting that nothing is going to be 100% the way you want it to be. Yeah. And if you cannot really integrate that and make it part of your reality, you will always be struggling with something that is beyond your control. Mm So. That's what I always try to tell my mom. (laughs) Yeah, just clip that. (laughs) <laughs> send it to her I will like, you've got to stop focusing on things that are out of your control because she drives herself nuts and she does it willfully and then she'll come and she'll try to drive me nuts but I know that this is all unaddressed things when I was 12 That's all or 13 it is. oh all absolutely it. Is. she yeah. went to a mental uh, uh, breakdown work in the bed a month didn't talk, didn't. Oh, yeah, what? You know, and I'm Same. like, okay, so. Oh, yeah, they used to call like, those nervous breakdowns hello. and be like, Annie is just having her a fit. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. When, I'm, when so I left We just college, don't knock on her door fit. and don't make no noise over there. And that is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, when I left to college, my mom, um, she was really sad about me going away to school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she knew she couldn't tell me not to, but she was just like, oh, are you sure? Like, the you know, the world is so crazy and mm-hmm. I'm not, if you need something and but I know a lot had to do with her having to be alone and probably yeah. have some type of a reckoning, you know, yeah. just a lot, like mm-hmm. the silence. And I had left the school and my mom had a mental breakdown. Like she was on the couch mm. for like eight months, had to take a sabbatical from being a teacher. Mm. 
And at the time, I just remember I was in school, so I didn't know it was happening because mm. I just noticed that when I'd call her, her energy was just dropped. Mm. But I had no idea that she was not working. Mm. Like she was just on oh. the couch. Yeah. yeah, until I came for winter break. You know, yeah. your first winter break, you come home and she was on the couch. Mm. I'd never seen my mom like that. She's up and go, you know, mm-hmm. she has always has something to do. And she's just on the couch, gained all this weight, was mm. like, so depressed and I remember being so shocked mm. because imagine yeah. you're abandoned emotionally so I'm thinking she don't really care about me like right. that mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then she clearly did so and it's much. just was like yeah. it's just that feeling like you said they mm-hmm. just don't talk mm-hmm. they don't know how Mm-mm. to just say what they're feeling and yeah. what they're thinking what they're processing and <laughs> even if they don't know how to process it even just saying that yep Listen, I just they cannot even say that. They can't no. even say that. Why is that? And I mean, maybe I'm asking you because you're the mom mm-hmm. of the, <laughs> right, right. the secrets. Yes, no, mother. just like what about? So, like, I think we all have said it in a certain, in certain kind of way that uh, our moms didn't show us themselves, or they were not their mm-hmm. full selves. Mm-hmm. They were in the role of mom mm-hmm. versus right. being who they actually Human. were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and I always say like. One of the things I've always regretted, like my mom showed me how to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She never showed me how to make a mistake. Mm. Work, sis. Oh, that's a bar. Because <laughs> she never made them. Oh, no. My mm. mom definitely did. She got in fights mistakes. with my dad. She got mm-hmm. out the car. The right way. <laughs> you do it the right way. I never did it the wrong way. You do it like me. We do it right. Right. Mm. And so when I would make a mistake, it would be this earth shattering. Like yeah. it's not that I messed up. It's like, oh my God, I failed who I am. Yep. Like I, I am not like, you know, I embodied yep. failure in every mistake. Yep. And eventually that eats away at your self-esteem until it's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, but I feel like then, like I was saying before, when I turned 29. Mm-hmm. She called me one day and was like, hey, girl, what's tea? What's and I'm tea? like, I'm sorry, who what is you, this? Who you <laughs> right? And like, you know, I'm like, okay, so where's, okay, now she wants me, she wants to tell me about like her likes, her hobbies, her mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. her activities. Yeah. And we never had that kind of rapport. And like, it's like all of a sudden she wanted me to recognize her as a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know her though. So I have to take this time to get to know you mm-hmm. literally. Yep. I've been connected to you all my life. I have this deep love for you, but I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it about becoming a mom that makes one feel like they can no longer be themselves anymore? I don't I don't know because I don't feel like I have I that. was gonna say Jade, Jade is not that kind of mother. Yeah, I've seen Jade with Noah do one thing and then come back and say, I apologize to you. I reacted mm. out of such and such. And what I should have done is this, this, this. And so oh, yeah, she's but not I'm the like, person to and ask. if that had happened even once Never. in my childhood, I think it would have completely changed <laughs> oh my, my life. Oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you heard and my so, feelings yeah. and your apology. Right. <laughs> and so Jade is Jade she's is not that kind you're right. of mother. She's absolutely not. She's just I guess not. I'm just so trying you, to figure it you, out. Would you say it's just a generational difference? Because I feel I parents would. now are having these conversations. A lot of them are. So part of it well, is yeah, generational. Not, yeah. And part of it is willingness. There are older parents willing to do this kind of work and really be introspective true. like this. Mm-hmm. And there are younger parents who are not. So yeah. it's really right. both. It's yeah. true. Because I, I always wonder depends. if our parents had like 
access to certain information. With tools, yeah. like we said, tools, tools and language. Or people around them in their right. community that even mm-hmm. brought these things up. Like, yeah. well, hey, I, uh, you know? Yes, I have to say, my parents are not, um, I don't have old parents. Mm-hmm. I have relatively young parents. Mm-hmm. And they're not dumb. And they're not in the dark either about what's going on. I think my mother is just willfully ignorant at times. And I don't I don't say that in a disrespectful way. No, I'm yeah. not being disrespectful at all. I think sometimes she just she when she wants to know stuff, she wants to know. When she doesn't want to know, she doesn't want to know. When she wants to share things, she'll start sharing things. I didn't find out my father called off their wedding until my my fiance called off our wedding. <laughs> And then my mom was like, your father did the same thing to me. And I was like, what? 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 (laughs) Didn't tell me until then. And but then and also there was a lot of projection of when when he called our wedding off, I don't want you doing this and I don't want you doing this, and you're gonna go out in the world, you're gonna lose your mind, and you're gonna blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did you do? (laughs) But she will never share that. She will never (laughs) ever share that. She will never tell me. She will never tell me. I don't remember 1976 through 1979. I do not recall. I do not recall those years. She's like, 1985, you was born, and here we are. And my mama is like, you don't ask questions. Oh, yeah. You don't ask questions. You don't get to ask me no questions. Oh, really? I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you because it wasn't your business to know it. I'll ask. Mm. And my mother will get, she'll get very detailed. Not detailed. She'll get very vague. Uh-huh. Like, I don't really remember. Like, oh, you know, oh. things were just different for me then. You mm-hmm. know, we had the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she shuts down. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So it's like, Lots you might as well down. just. Mm-hmm. I told her, you know. No, what is so funny. Last time I saw my mama. I love my mama. I do. Last time I saw her. <laughs> I was leaving her house because I insisted on staying in a hotel. Mm-hmm. She was mad about that, but oh well. She said to me, as I'm standing outside my rental car, she was like, we're talking about me getting this degree in counseling. And she was like, incredulous. She said, are you getting a degree in therapy because of your childhood? I said, absolutely, girl. You can't be serious. Of course I am. Are you kidding? She you and your husband. She was like, "Wait, your childhood? Really? You're gonna get a degree in therapy <laughs> because of your child?" I'm like, "You can't be serious." Like, this they is, think if you weren't if you weren't starving on the side of the road, yes. shoeless, and not only that, they think, good. "Man, you don't know what I went through yeah. with right. my childhood. Yeah. You had it right. good, right. but you like, know, right. you've seen me cut my father off completely." Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. You see me go to the absolute extremes with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can you possibly be surprised mm. that I'm getting a degree in mental health counseling? And I told you when I started going to therapy, like, how can you be shocked by this? You know, it's like, it's one of those things that reminds me that like, as much as I feel like I share with my mom and I'm open with my mama about my life, there's a certain degree of reality mm-hmm. that she's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not, we're not operating on the we're same the plane. Same realm. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the, again, the acceptance comes mm-hmm. in. Cause it's like, how can you be, inc- how could anybody who knows anything yeah. about me yeah. be surprised that I'm getting a degree <laughs> yeah. in therapy because yeah. of my childhood? 
That's what's about the distance. It makes me wonder if it's, We're just not in the same place. You know that thing, I don't know what it's called, but the thing your body does when you um, are injured in such a way that your body may not be able to handle and it like cuts off your pain receptors to like protect you. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel nothing even though you're so fucked up. I really feel that that's what it is. But our moms, it's almost like they have to be delusional Mm -hmm. to to get through what they know, yeah, you know, went down because wow. there's yeah. no other way to function. It's like there's no way that my daughter was that harmed by her childhood. Mm-hmm. You saw me <laughs> cut this nigga <laughs> off. What do you mean? It's the clapping. For You've me. seen <laughs> all the changes I've made in my life since I cut him off. Mm-hmm. You know these things intimately about mm-hmm. me. How can you possibly be surprised mm-hmm. That that experience led me to this. Like you were there, just like I was there the mm-hmm. whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Never a time where you, you were weren't right there. there girl. I mean, always Not there. This is it's reference. just wild. But, <laughs> you know, accepted. You, but Janaya, they are who they are. But I have to say, I, I will say this: Lord. my mother is a she. She's an amazing woman, right? She's oh, an absolutely. amazing person. Who has just some shit that she's got to get together. Mm-hmm. And I think getting older and becoming a mother has mm-hmm. really put a lot of that into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But then some of it, it also has put things into perspective on where I'm going to instill some boundaries. You don't get to... Because my mother, like I told you before, will, will very much be like, I'm always going to be your mother. Okay, but this here is my child. Exactly. And you don't get to cross certain boundaries because mm-hmm. this is my child. Yep. Mm-hmm. And while I am your child, I am not a child. Yes. And so there's certain shit that she just can't sometimes accept that she can't do, but she has to accept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not. There consequences. Not it. Yeah. If she doesn't. Yeah. And I'm sure it helps you create boundaries with you and Noah. Absolutely. You know, where you're just like, I know what might pop out of me programming wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me not for so her. And, and is it weird when it does? Because like we mm-hmm. were talking about yesterday how sometimes the programming just Yes. You out. hear yourself say something and be like, Well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to have conversations with myself and be like, what are you doing yeah. right now? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what's coming out of you right now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even really feel this way. You actually don't even like what came out of your mouth. Yes. So that I can, and I have those conversations with myself when yeah. that happens. Yeah. So that I can deprogram. For sure. Because yeah. and I recognize exactly where it's coming from. And I recognize that it's a fighting spirit. But I have to actively fight against those things. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving into it. It's very easy to give into shit and to perpetuate. That's how we got terrible cycles all through our families. Absolutely. So it's easy to do that and just let, and let it run rampant. But I'm really actively fighting against a lot of that. Amen. I acknowledge that. And I acknowledge the hard work that that is. Yes. Thank you. And Shout out Noah's to you, Jay. positive. Absolutely. <laughs> no, She free proof. as fuck. She I mean, <laughs> we've she never is. seen a free as black fuck. girl. We've never seen a free or black child. <laughs> yes. Honestly and truly. She is the best I kind of handful. Yes. Yeah. Because she she knows the line mm-hmm. and she's not disrespectful. She won't. If I'm like, Noah, listen to me so that you stay out of harm's way. She right. will listen. Right. Yeah. She but otherwise, right. listen. she's going be her full little 10-year-old self I and I love lo- Oh God, I'm obsessed with her. She and is like, the greatest. Like Chris would say, I love that you you apologize and you mm-hmm. show that humanity yeah. and you practice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is more valuable than I think I've ever even really said. Yeah, absolutely. With. Once again, this segment was brought to you by Target and Black Beyond Measure. 
Target has you covered from a range of Black-owned or founded products, alongside impactful opportunities to support and invest in the next generation of HBCU excellence. Lock in with Target this homecoming season and beyond at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. I think about the future a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I don't acknowledge where I fuck up, she's going to think that I don't think I'm capable of acknowledging any of my wrongs. And then that's going to put her out in this world accepting all kinds of people's Mm -hmm. bullshit. And that's and creating what, an inability and for her to acknowledge when she fucks when up. When she fucks up. Yeah. You know, so I yes. try to find that balance. Or so appreciating that people fuck up. What we do most of the time, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> that's racist. Pee. And the conversations of, because I don't want her to always feel like she's in trouble. Because mm-hmm. every time my mother came, it was like, oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's about to be something else. <laughs> yes. Like, until I was... 38 years old yeah. oh, oh here we go here we go she <laughs> right. called my phone she's okay. about to bitch about something I don't want Noah to feel that yeah. anxiety yeah. Absolutely. every time she deals with me yeah. I'm like I don't want you to feel like that's not a good feeling no yeah so, so I try to I, I try to do that work so she doesn't that's feel like that cool. yeah I love that it kicks up for me in relationships where I notice I'm getting better now God be good. <laughs> um, but if I did something wrong, I had like no accountability. In my friendships, mm-hmm. yes. Like I love women and I'm like, yes, yeah, sorry, whatever. But with men, they'd be like, yo, that was fucked up. And I would be like, what are you talking about? It was like mentally and physically impossible for me to look at a man and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm and I find that, that so fascinating. I mean, it's, it's fucked do- up, but I'm not mad at it. It doesn't show up in anywhere else in my life. Wow. In business, mm-hmm. I am accountable. In my friendships, accountable. But in my romantic relationships, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's, I'm like, what is it that the majority of my scarring mm-hmm. is like geared towards that? Mm-hmm. Because what I'm working on now is when I'm wrong, and I feel myself like tremble, and I'm like... I am going to work on that. <laughs> Yo, because a you partner know? will hold a mirror up in front of your face. Yeah, like, and I think it's like great, what? too, just having yeah. a partner, too, that mm-hmm. when I say, I'm sorry, I'm going to be more mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, thank you for even saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just like a thankful, like, I'm not even trying to bang on you for the mistake. Mm-hmm. It's more so like, hey... Do we have space to talk about mistakes Mm -hmm. and be accountable for mistakes and also just, like, keep them in mind? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how hard that was for me. But Mm -hmm. a lot of it stems from my mom. You know, I don't remember her apologizing or even if she made Mm -hmm. a mistake, it was always a shutdown. Mm -hmm. Like, many shutdowns where she just stopped talking, go to her room and slam the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how she dealt with Mm -hmm. 
distressed. Yes, my mom too. Yeah. It would be like, don't talk to me, stop talking to me. Yeah. It was very much go in her own room yeah. and like and I and I and now I'm like, you didn't know how to process this stuff. That's all it yeah. was, yeah. You know, so you stormed off like a teenager. Yeah. And shut down. And shut That's down. all you know. And yeah. It, and and I when I think about it, I'm like, okay. When I was ten, yeah. you were thirty-one. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. A thirty-one was, year old. That's very different. When I was twenty, yeah. you was forty-one. Right. So, oh yeah, no, that's very know. different. Right. Yeah. So she, she had me that's at us twen- with a twenty. Yeah. But I think about that a lot too. Sometimes I think every time I hide, my mom has a birthday or I have a birthday, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. When my mom was my age, me and Brian was. Exactly. Right. Exactly. right. Like I acknowledge that there the are pressure. Yes. Bro. And I acknowledge that there are my mom has never been, had the opportunity to do this work, to mm-hmm. get to know herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, or the time. She's yeah. never had that because mm-hmm. she's always had the responsibility of, exactly. of being a parent. And I I uh you know, a lot of that sensitivity and empathy that I have toward her, that care for her, is because I recognize that she really didn't have the support that she exactly. needed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She did the best she could. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. I know we say it like it's a cliche, but she really did mm-hmm. the best she could Absolutely. with what she had. Absolutely. If she had, if she knew better, she would have did better. Mm-hmm. So it's like I do believe that too. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's hard. not true for everybody's mama, but That's it's true, true for mine. Yeah. No. Right. It's yeah. I can always yeah. speak on mine. Yeah. Mine truly felt like she was doing what was best yes. for me, and mm-hmm. I believe that. And I respect it. Same. I really actually. do. I yeah. do. I will I really say do. that much. And she was not a selfish mother, Mm-mm. and I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that, you know. But again, it's the ability to, in adulthood, acknowledge mm-hmm. the way your child perceives things or the way your child experiences things that keeps a healthy relationship mm-hmm. going into adulthood. If you can't do that, like if you if you maintain a relationship with your children through fear or coercion, mm-hmm. once they're not under your control anymore, once they're not afraid of you anymore, they'll do whatever they want to do. Mm. Yeah. And there's nothing you could say that's going to make so them it's like, hold on mm. to that relationship. Do you want to like have that? a long-term relationship with your child? Because if so, like mm-hmm. the threat now. of a whooping <laughs> right or whatever, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What's the biggest lessons you guys, like the biggest lesson you guys have gotten from your mothers? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> We're like, oh. <laughs> this probably well, sounds I, I'll really say bad. this. Yes, okay. get us started. Yes, get us started. <laughs> We're like, like, talking all the shit. And I'm like, and then right. she's like, well, what's a good thing? Like, I, I don't think a lesson has to like, necessarily mm. be something that they've. You need to do this while no, I have but like, that as well. A takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, Regardless of if it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. just a, te- a takeaway. My mom was very big on. Me and my sisters sustaining ourselves. Oh, yeah. Even always being say. with my father, yeah. always being with my father. Like yeah. my, my parents have been together, and she was very big on you have yours. You don't tell no nigga all you have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. You make sure that you can always take care of yourself. Absolutely. I don't care what happens. Yeah, yeah. You make sure you can always, always take big care message. of yourself. Yep. My mom was never big on pushing relationship. Um. Or, or you know, reliance on somebody else, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. example because because of that, I have always taken care of myself, and a partner is just a nice bonus, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, actually, I think that that's a big one. Obviously, the way that my mom came to this country as a 17 year old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now she's you know has a 25 year teaching career. 
She's retired. You know, she has her 401k and her pension mm-hmm. and speaks English. Like, she did the damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if she was male-centered or had times where she was, whatever it was, she always had her own, was always educated, was always striving for more, mm-hmm. and was always just very independent in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I will say that was always the biggest takeaway, where she was just, like, always, just always position yourself to not need anyone yes and there's a little bit of harm in that yeah because my Mm. mom also now is very lonely Mm. she doesn't have community because she centered work Mm -hmm. so much that she didn't pour into friendships she doesn't have the closest relationship with her siblings because like they've been apart for so many years you know her and i are like where we're at doesn't have a partner, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's like she almost went too hard yeah. in mm-hmm. her independence mm-hmm. at that point where now she's just lonely and I hate that for her. Yeah. Um. So I, I have to learn. You can take care of yourself, but it's also beautiful to have like good people around you mm-hmm. that you can rely mm-hmm. on. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to lean on your mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to do it all alone. Like the world, the entire world isn't out to get you. Mm-hmm. So I think those are probably the biggest lessons just from seeing where she's at now. Mm-hmm. There's takeaways even from that for me. But you, Kia? I think, you know, as a even as a little girl, like I've always known that my mom believed in me. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like my mom knows that she was never worried about me. I always knew that she thought that I was smart and she thought that I was going to do great things. Mm. <laughs> and um, did. <laughs> okay. And did. Um, and so I, I think uh, she would say things like, I never had to worry about you um, when it came, like, you know, I just knew you was going, you was going, I just knew you was going to mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And so I do feel like I carry, uh, if we think about like, you know, how I see myself, I I do believe in my ability. I feel like, you know, that sort of persistence. And I know if I set my mind to something, I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the harm, you know, two things have in both sides. So I do think that, you know, my mom did teach me that to Mm -hmm. sort of see myself in that way. But that also sort of, I think she went too hard in that direction. You're like, but a hug would yeah. have been nice. <laughs> she went a little too hard in that in yeah. that direction yeah. um, to the extent where I, I, I started to see myself solely through that mm. and see my value and worth mm-hmm. attached to those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and really not anything else. Yeah. Um, and so my work has been in trying to... Um, you know, a deprogram some of that mm-hmm. uh, and see the value. Um, but yeah, two sided coin, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Jane? I guess I would say that she really taught me. How to prioritize myself because she did the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw how she followed all the rules 
and she was the good girl in the exact way she was supposed to be. Went to college, got a graduate degree, got married, had kids. Like, she did things the way she was supposed to do them. Mm -hmm. And she followed all the rules she was supposed to follow. And I saw how over and over again she ended up being the one getting the short end of the stick, being Mm -hmm. the one the most worn out, Mm -hmm. being the one sacrificing the most and not complaining and not advocating for herself and being taken advantage of the most. And just constantly not prioritizing herself or her own happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I think the older I got, especially, and the more I witnessed that, the more I was like, what this lady tells me to do and what she wants me to do are two different things. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that got really clear to me the older I got. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To the point where when I graduated high school, I was like, girl, I... I have got you figured out. (laughs) Like, you don't know that, but I know that. (laughs) And so, yeah, like I said before, she had those random times of, like, sending me a message from the beyond, like, in Get Out, when they have that random moment of lucidness and they're like, run away! (laughs) She would have those where she's like, reject that patriarchy! But then otherwise she was like fully part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Randomly. And then next you say, I hate slavery. I hate slavery. (laughs) And then any other time she was back on that shit. Yeah, she really, as as hard as it has been to navigate this path in my life without Mm -hmm. a mother um, to guide me, she really set me up for this path by telling me to do the opposite of what she did. (laughs) And that is what I have done. That is a big lesson. It is. a giant lesson. And I always think when they have those moments of lucidity, in my brain I picture the little girl in them Seeing the little girl yes. in the house and being like, this is It's a I literally yeah. picture that because I have pictures of my mom when she was like seven or eight, and I know that's who we talking about sometimes. She's like, this shit is a scam. Run. Yes. You know, like you said, your mom did everything right, mm-hmm. but it was how it was by design, and it yeah. wasn't for her to thrive. There was no way for her to win. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, do whatever you want to do, because there is no like, way listen, to win. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. not going to go like you think. No. It's not going to go and like you, you think. do you want to end up like this? Yeah. <laughs> and we both know that's a resounding hell no. I mean, this wasn't designed for women. And we have all well, of these models. Yeah. When I look at my family, there's so many models of that mm. ending. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. A lot of sad homemakers. I mean, pissed. Mm-hmm. And just very interested. So, where are you going next week? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Like you say, your so grandma you was like, now? Yes. Yeah, you oh, got a black couch. said her Look. grandma. That was Add it. the that extra leg, so kid, because they be coming in. They're like, Amen. so your husband, really? He just, yeah. you just be out with your friends. Yes. And he just, I'm like, Come on now. Well, we went on my birthday trip. Oh, yeah. We went on my birthday trip. My mom was like, and hey, y'all all had rooms by yourself. <laughs> Where else? Who else right. were you with? I was like, No, yes. my favorite was Kia yes, said her grandmother was like so impressed with the fact that she picked all her furniture from yeah. her yeah. house. <laughs> like, and you so have you to cook out no black. one. <laughs> And you just saw it and you bought it because you liked it. Yeah, you I know, love that. She was like, yeah, 
Yeah, it was inside school. Like like she's like, I had to talk you. to this exactly. nigga about yeah. She's like, I love that. <laughs> she's like, I love you and your friends. Y'all want to go on a trip and you just go. There you go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love that song. I love that yeah. for y'all. Like, right? I love that for us too. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. love that for us and as well. And I appreciate that they paved the way for us to get there. Absolutely. Yes, very yeah. much Cause, so. Because, you know, somebody had to do it. I am grateful. I am grateful. And hopefully the next generation of girls will be able to say the same thing about us. I if, hope you so. know, we still have a planet. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, if we don't boil, yeah, which yeah. we might. I hope that we can just change the trajectory or the the uh, stereotype of the black mother, the complicated black mother and daughter. We already are. Yeah, just by existing. Yes, yeah. if I think about you, the way you parent and other like Keisha parents her daughter in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like Latoya parents and her son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just a mm-hmm. difference. It is. You know? Mm-hmm. So I do think the tide is changing. Yeah. And I, and I take good as well, because she put she gave me good as well. Absolutely. My mom is one yep. of the best cooks I yes. know, which I know is, you know, very mm-hmm. tangible. But she's also very intentional about jumping in when people need her. Yeah. Like, and not in a, I'm going to sacrifice all myself kind of way, but in like mm-hmm. a, what can I do to make your life easier right now? Cop. And so I'm grateful for that aspect of her too. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I meant that. <laughs> I really meant that when I said that. And I think we, even with the things that we shared about our moms, one thing I think we all have in common, I think, I'm sure, is that if we needed anything. Mm, I have no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt no. that regardless of when was the last time no. y'all spoke. No. <laughs> oh. oh, no. It's not even a question. Yeah. When I got when I went into labor with Noah, my mom had, was here. She she got here. She was like, I'm on a plane. I mean, I'm going to Costco. I mean, where else came would I be? For almost and, a month. Yes. Three right. weeks yeah. she came yes. and sat with me and cooked me food and mm-hmm. put it in my freezer. And, Amen. So I'm like, I'm grateful for how she shows up for me but she just got some shit she got to work on yeah and my mama continues to call that guest room in her house kia's room (laughs) they love to do that (laughs) i'd be like this you know i was cleaning i was in your room today (laughs) not your room because my room is never lived there (laughs) (laughs) that's fascinating that's the same with my mom for one birthday i never told you one birthday she's talking about i got you a bedroom suit for your room. I said, the room that I never lived in. The room that is in your house. How is that a present for me, girl? That's my mom, too. She still has my little Dominican bedroom set. <laughs> you know they love them a set. Yeah, you have to have the bed, the the bed skirt. You don't understand. It is pristine. That's right. It is still there with my with my kid sheets and everything. Yeah, and I think that's her. That's her way. Yes, Mm -hmm. of expressing her love. Because I know she may not have the words or the tools, Mm -hmm. and I know there's a lot of guilt and shame and things that they carry, but Mm -hmm. they have their little ways. And I know them being there if we need them. Absolutely, our rooms still being there. Anytime they have their ways. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that because there's some mothers who don't have those ways at right, all. Who, right, who won't even give you that much. No. So, like you know, our dads. Peace, peace to everybody with a complicated relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, peace serious. to everybody. And peace and respect to whatever you need to do yeah, to, to, feel to feel handle that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to have these conversations, right? Um, so mm-hmm. that we don't there's another way we don't repeat the pattern. That's mm-hmm. right. And so people don't feel alone. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the biggest thing. People send us in emails 
I don't know why they think our lives aren't... Would be uh, different. Yeah, right. they'll, they'll be like, oh, it helps so much knowing your life was shitty. <laughs> yeah. But, ooh, we was all fucked up. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, man. I love that for us. We're all working it out. North side of Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing special. And I, and I also, because there's a lot of people who, you know, look at the look at all of us who have been like, I don't have that best friend relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with my mother. But I'd look at a lot of black girls and I'd be like, damn, that's such a nice, wow, that's so nice, that's so nice. Yeah, but it's it. not as common. Yeah, as you, you see them doing is. their TikTok dances together. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, how cute. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, friends, for having this conversation. This mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah, so thank nice. you all for coming on. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I love y'all. Well, you're welcome. Love you so much. You know, I can tell by your tone. With that being said, uh, Kia, take us out with the... <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all know how to do this every time, okay? Keep your mind moisturized by attending to the business that is yours. Amen. You want to keep your insides moisturized by drinking as much of the Lord's water as your body can sustain. <laughs> and then you want to moisturize your skin. Tell them why, sis. Because your black will absolutely crack if it's dry. Goodbye. Mamas, we love you. We, we do. do. We do. We do. <laughs> Big time. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips, and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.